the boat is like, fuck this, and floats off. Hello everybody and welcome back to Witch Fix. Today I'm going to be looking at another film called Witchcraft. Is Witchcraft to films what witch is to book titles? I don't know. But this is the second one that I've watched I think in about a week. I don't know if these are going to go out close together but there you go. Now this is not to be confused with the Witchcraft film series of which I've so far reviewed two entries. This is a, a film standalone called Witchcraft. But it's also known as Ghost House 2, Witchery, or Witchcraft, bracket, Evil Encounter, close bracket. So, I was quite confused by this. On the film, like, DVD box that it came in, it refers to it as Witchcraft, but also aka Ghost House 2. But then in the titles, it refers to it as Witchcraft, Evil Encounter, and then online, it's referred to as Witchery. So... I have no idea. I'm just going to stick to calling it witchcraft. The film is notable because it actually has actors in it that I have previously heard of, mostly uh, David Hasselhoff and Linda Blair from The Exorcist. David Hasselhoff, obviously not from The Exorcist, but from Knight Rider and Baywatch, maybe? I don't know. I'm not a fan of David Hasselhoff. But this film was released in 1988 and was meant to be a sequel that had nothing to do with the film that it followed on from, except that they were made by the same people, because as far as I can understand it, the Italian film market was in trouble, and they decided to start making shitty, low-budget horror films that they could very easily sell as home like videos in America to make money. And uh, that was what the first film, uh, the Ghost House film, was about, and then they made this sequel, which has nothing to do with the first movie, it's just made by some of the same people. With that glowing recommendation, let's get right into it, shall we? The runtime of this movie is an hour and 33 minutes. It felt half an hour longer than that again. And uh, it's rated a certificate 18, which I can kind of understand because there is quite a lot of gore and stuff throughout the film. And also I'm going to trigger warn at this point because it does include suicide and also a fairly graphic rape scene. The back of the box has this as the plot summary. The deserted island hotel hides a dark and sinister secret. Hundreds of years before, a witch held sway there, dominating her coven and spreading an evil that has seeped deep into the earth. Two centuries later, a photographer and his virginal fiancé sneak onto the island to research its gruesome history. They are joined by an unwitting estate agent and his prospective buyers. Slowly, all find themselves falling victim to a horror that has survived the ages and which lives on in the guise of a mysterious old woman who roams the hotel seeking fresh victims for satanic rites, possession and ritual blood sacrifice. That sounds like a lot of very interesting plot elements. I wish all of them had been carried across into the movie uh, because we don't actually get the story of a witch holding sway over an evil coven. We get a completely different story. And uh, also, we don't really get any information on the satanic rites, possession, blood sacrifice, what all that is for. So there's quite a few issues with the plot. In starting up my copy, which was, I think, like a 2001 DVD copy of this film it came up with like a title screen where you can obviously play the trailer and then play the movie the title screen looked like it had been put together in powerpoint in about five minutes and the little cursor thing to select play movie play trailer special features looked like a pentagram that had been drawn in straight up ms paint so very little effort went into the dvd release of this film and i hit play and was like going for my notebook and my pen 
and a, th- a screen came up which I actually thought was a production company logo because some really like bad kind of synth sound happened and it was just kind of a an image of like a rolling kind of desert hill type thing and I thought like a whooshy logo was going to appear in front of it and then we would get into the movie but no that is the first shot of the movie and we see a heavily pregnant woman or a heavily fake pregnant woman being chased across these like sand dunes uh by a sort of a cross between the ridiculous six cast and children of the corn because they're all wearing serapes but they all have like little hand sides and pitchforks she's also so fakely pregnant because she's wearing like a long white night gown which is like basically see-through and you can see underneath that she's wearing a white fabric fake pregnancy belly and not even like a flesh-toned silicone one so uh that's fun she's tearing across the sand dunes and she kind of plays with this what looks like a magical hat pin or stick pin brooch um which is like stuck into her nightdress and it sparkles weirdly at the camera except it's not sparkling it just cuts to footage of it with like a light shone through it or something else and then back to her like twiddling with it where nothing is happening but then she runs into this big abandoned building which I thought kind of looked a bit like a prison sort of like Alcatrazy but then inside there's some furnishings to suggest that it was maybe like an asylum or a hospital or something because it's got like beds and things she runs through she's like shaking on the doors in the house to try and find one that will open there is one with a key sticking out of it but she doesn't think to unlock it she just kind of struggles with the doorknob for a second and then runs on and then she gets chased by the dude some more through the house and then she flings herself out of like a fourth story window and then we cut to linda blair waking up in her bedroom in her thoroughly modern 1980s apartment and she gets out of bed to reveal that she is also pregnant i'd like to point out that no one has spoken at this point i actually timed it and the first line of dialogue happened at four and a half minutes which is too long but uh we go to a different scene entirely where there's another lady who has dark hair looking out of the broken window of the same building and then something creeps up behind her and grabs her shoulder but it's not a monster it's just David Hasselhoff um at this point I was getting slightly frustrated because although dialogue had been introduced the woman who like is David Hasselhoff's girlfriend who I guess is the one researching the history which is mentioned in the blurb she has a very deep mumbly monotone voice that kind of makes Daria Morgendorfer sound like a Spanish telenovela starlet and everything she says is just mumble 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 and it's so hard to understand her and it didn't help that someone was cutting down a tree like a couple of streets away but even so I could hear everyone else I just couldn't hear her so she says that she's there researching the witches something for her book and it's either light life or might and later on it is confirmed by a character who can speak clearly that she is there to learn about the witches light and apparently this book is going to focus mainly on a previously untranslated german text which becomes relevant later we cut back to find out whatever linda blair's doing and at this point we don't even know who she is or what her character is because she hasn't said anything yet or interacted with anyone other than just to wake up but she's walking down the street holding a gaily wrapped children's birthday present and we see some shots of girders teetering overhead at a construction site and then someone who i can only describe as 
what a slightly past her prime barmaid would look like if she was dressed for a Scottish widow's ad, appears, and by appears, do not misconstrue me, I do not mean that there is any kind of effect, or that she comes around a corner as a normal person might do. The camera literally cuts to just a shot of Linda Blair walking, and then when it cuts back to where it was before, there's a lady there, like she just sort of ran in from off the screen and just stood there waiting for her shot. They couldn't even be bothered to do any kind of effect for her showing up or any kind of clever camera work to make it look like she just sort of appeared. It's just like she wasn't there and now she is. And she flashes the same twiddly light at her, making her stop in her tracks, and at which point a girder falls down right where she would have been if she hadn't stopped walking. And then we just cut to another scene and still she hasn't said anything and we don't know who she is or where she's going or why. This creepy Scottish widow lady then appears to a small boy who one, sucks at throwing a baseball and two, sucks at acting. He's like worse than the kid in The Shining and that kid's not great. But anyway, she appears to him and is like, we meet again, Tommy. And he's like, who are you? Suggesting that they have not previously met. Um, she sounds German. So I figured she linked in with the book that was being translated somehow. And she also tells them that his sister is bringing him a present. So I'm guessing his sister is Linda Blair. Linda then like turns up. We meet her parents who are sort of apparently quite wealthy. And I was slightly confused because they looked too old to have a child who was Tommy's age. Because he's like five. And Linda Blair looks like late 20s so I was kind of confused as to the age gap there or you know how her mum who looked like in her mid 60s had just had a child so that was a whole thing I also wasn't sure how old Linda Blair was meant to be clearly she was living away from them but it never gets mentioned like if she has a job or a boyfriend or a husband or anything so I, I, I was genuinely confused as to whether she was meant to be in like college or a professional woman or what have you it's just not very well explored but her parents are talking about how the mum wants to buy this hotel on an island in the middle of fucking nowhere because she thinks that it's going to be a gold mine. It's going to make them all like millions and millions of dollars because they can get it for very cheap and do it up and it'll be great. Uh, so at this point, we found out that that building is not a prison or an asylum. It's actually meant to be a hotel. So I guess that solves that. Obviously, it says hotel on the box, but I didn't read that before starting the film so it would have been nice if they told me that sooner but there we go then there's kind of a confusing conversation because the mum thinks that they need a new architect because their other architect has just broken his leg and they need to get someone else so they talk about how the tailors recommended someone they phone up this blonde woman who's unfortunately called linda so i'm just going to refer to her as blondie but uh, Blondie says that she doesn't know anyone called Taylor. But yeah, sure, she'll come and like do some architect stuff for them. So it's never really explained what is going on there. But I assume it's some sort of setup that they are all being manipulated into going to this place for some reason. And I'll get to why that doesn't really work in a bit. It is also heavily handedly explained to us the viewer that the Hoff's girlfriend Leslie is a virgin because he's giving her loads of shit about how she's too old to still be a virgin and it's not cool and it's not normal and they should just do it because she's like stressed and too obsessed with this witch stuff and I was like you're not very sympathetic as a character are you Mr Hoffman anywho everyone's on their way to the island and throughout this section the old lady keeps getting superimposed onto glass like a shower screen and I think a, a window or a mirror or something and also later on a drinks bottle that a alcoholic guy is holding but it's kind of weird because she just kind of appears and doesn't do anything like creepy she just kind of stands there and like clears her throat and breathes in like she's about to start her audition for this role and then disappears 
so it, it, it wasn't terribly creepy. We also see our first kind of witchy thing because the old lady is in a room at the hotel and she's got a really big drippy candle that is lit and it's all creepy and she's rocking a white crib with a canopy over it. Everyone has actually reached the mainland town near the island and Tommy meets a girl who is sitting outside of a, a cafe who appears to be maybe 15 and she tells him that there's uh, a witch who lives on the island so no one goes there and it's all weird and everyone is afraid of the island and she seems too old to believe in that sort of stuff so that's weird and she also kind of freaks Tommy out which seems a bit mean but there we go at uh, this point Hoff and his virginal girlfriend are taking pictures of something that is apparently the witch's light but is kind of if someone got some of that holographic card and then shone a really bright light on it and then like reflected the light back into the lens of the camera and then took a picture that that's what it looks like it's never really explained what the focus of it is or what's causing it or anything else already it's actually never mentioned again so it, it might as well have not been in the film Everyone gets on the boat of a fisherman who has been persuaded to take them to the island, even though no one likes to go there. So he's kind of only doing it under duress. And I guess because he's an alcoholic, he drops them off, but says that if they're not back by low tide, he'll leave without them. So I think we all know what's going to happen. And then we get a little bit of backstory from this estate agent guy who's come along with them to show them the hotel about how the person who last owned it was a movie actress and that she lived there all by herself, and that her last movie was never released, and she apparently had it pulled because she didn't want people to see her ageing. Um, it's actually never mentioned again, that little chunk of plot. It, it's not even really established if the old lady in black is the actress, or if she's the witch from another story that we get told, which is the German translation from the book is about a witch who killed herself rather than be burned at the stake because she was pregnant. So is the woman in black the woman from the story in the German book from the burning times or is she this actress lady? It's never really explained. Anywho, instead of leaving them because it's low tide, the sailor just decides to speed everything up by getting murdered by the witch. So uh, he is hanging in the rigging basically um, after she's apparently done something and the boat just kind of steers itself out to sea and drifts off so that's the last we'll be seeing of any of that because Linda Blair is wearing a sort of mumsy baggy 1980s cardigan blouse combo I actually forgot she was pregnant uh, I was super surprised when uh, she sort of clutched her belly like she wasn't feeling very well and went up to the bathroom she drops her pills in a gross flooded bathtub in this like abandoned hotel and tries to fish them out at which point she is abducted by the doctor who opening effect it's sort of like a wibbly wobbly tunnel and she's like screaming in front of it and then she finds herself in a strange kind of dungeon type area where a bunch of life of brian extras are sort of screaming and laughing and fighting over a cooked baby uh, and then Everything's on fire and she wakes up on the floor of the bathroom having apparently fainted. Not sure what that was all about and to be honest it's never satisfactorily explained. It's roughly at this point that we discover that the boat is gone. Uh, so everyone's like oh shit the boat's gone we better like 
hunker down for the night in the hotel. It turns out that the Hoff and his girlfriend aren't actually meant to be on the island. They were refused permission to come and do their research. So they've been just hiding out upstairs waiting for these people to leave. But when they see them sort of go off towards the jetty, they assume that they've left. They come downstairs and then get discovered by the returning house viewing party. So uh, everyone's a little bit confused as to why everyone's there. And the Hoff says that he actually has a boat, which is apparently like a, a dinghy with an outboard motor. But the sea is now too rough and there's too many of them anyway to get off the island that way. It's at this point that we finally get our first murder. And I'm not counting that sailor because he died kind of off screen. The mother has been very heavily handedly characterised as being very greedy and very demanding and also kind of tight with her money. She wants to make a lot of money off this hotel. She doesn't want to spend a lot of money doing it up. She didn't tip the guy who bought them here in the boat. She's wearing like red patent heels and a little red skirt suit and a fur coat and is very kind of Miss Moneybags. Anyway, she goes off to have a lie down somewhere and sees a safe, which is slightly open. So obviously she goes over to investigate if there might be gold bullion in there. But what is actually in there is some sort of dumb waiter shaft. So we get some very confusing shots of her just leaning into it and screaming because apparently some invisible force is trying to push her down. She grabs onto the walls to try and stop herself falling, loses some of her fingernails, which is kind of gross and cool, and then like plummets into the Doctor Who titles. Once she's down there, the Life of Brian extras sort of tie her to a chair and then proceed to sew her mouth shut. And we get a sort of voiceover bit of the woman in black saying that there are three doors to hell and that avarice is one of them. So because she was greedy, she's the first to go. This kind of made sense to me, but the sewing of her mouth, although kind of cool, didn't really make a lot of sense either because she was greedy for money, not for food, which is gluttony, which is a completely separate sin. So that was slightly confusing. Also, they kind of focused too long on her getting her mouth sewn up. So you get a chance to see how fake it looks at certain points. Whereas I think if they just done it like a couple of quick shots, it would have been less obvious. The present that Linda Blair gave Tommy is actually now quite useful. He was playing with it on the boat on the way over. It's like a Sesame Street themed recording thing, kind of like what Kevin had in Home Alone 2, which is a weird tie in. Um, but he was recording stuff on it on the boat. He was recording him saying, I love you, Jane. I love you, Jane, which is Linda Blair's name in the film. But he is getting freaked out by running into this weird lady in black so he hides around the corner and tapes her weird german chanting which obviously will come into play later meanwhile it's getting a little bit nippy so everyone decides to light a fire which would be a great idea if somehow the mum wasn't hanging upside down in the chimney with her mouth sewn shut all tied up so they light the fire and she cooks alarmingly fast like the newspaper they use to start the fire is still burning at the point at which they're showing her all crisped up and kind of looking like a baked ham so she doesn't handle the heat very well at this point i was kind of wondering okay so we're apparently down from seven deadly sins to three which are the three doors to hell one of them is probably going to be lust because this is a horror film from the 1980s and 
you know, they love their weird sexy bits. But I was kind of struggling to see which of the many characters would be the victim of lust. Would it be the dad who'd been perving on a secretary earlier and who was flirting currently with Blondie the hot architect? Would it be Blondie the hot architect or the estate agent who she was definitely going to try and bang at some point? Or would it be David Hasselhoff because he was still really trying to get his girlfriend into bed? But we find out pretty quickly that it's going to be Blondie and also the estate agent because they decide to try and get it on in a room with a giant swordfish on the wall. Because why not? And they get sucked into Doctor Who's opening credits as well. The dad is at this point peeking in through the door to like watch them do it, which is creepy. So when they disappear, he's obviously a little bit shaken and goes to try and get the hoff. They come back to find that the woman is dead and has the swordfish through her neck. What a way to go. Uh, and then they go and look outside and they see that there is an upside down cross burning on the rocks outside with the estate agent man tied to it. So uh, he's dead zone now as well. Meanwhile, Leslie, who's been trying to get a nice little nap, gets really quite horribly raped by some random dude who we have never seen before and will never see again who has his mouth sewn shut and during this she appears to be in the weird life of brian hell dimension but then she wakes up in just the normal bed but is like bloody on her legs and i was kind of watching that like why do we need this scene in the movie she isn't one of the people who's being targeted as one of the doors to hell i'm still not really sure what the doors of hell thing is about is it counting down to something is it like a prophecy that needs to be fulfilled what is happening um so i was a little bit confused by that scene as to why it had been put in but it does actually I'm not going to say makes sense, but it, it comes into play later on. It's at this point they realise that no one has seen the mum for literally the entire night and some of the morning. And just as they mention this, her big gold flashy ring falls out of the chimney, followed by the rest of her. So everyone's a vegan now because that shit's gross. Because he needs to do some actioning stuff in this film, the Hoff then launches a flare. We get this whole scene where the girl from earlier who told Tommy about the witch sees the flare. She goes to try and tell her parents about it, but they don't listen. So she calls the police and they don't pick up. But then the estate agent's dad goes to the police anyway to say that he saw the flare. So that entire scene was just fucking irrelevant. Didn't need to be in the movie. At this point, the German recording that Tommy made, because he wants this movie to end, so he's trying to help the plot along, comes into play. He plays it for um, Leslie, who is the boring-voiced woman and also the Hoff's girlfriend, and she says that it lists four ingredients that are needed in this witchcraft spell. And they are something from the greedy, because I couldn't hear what she was saying, what I think was lust from the harlot, what I think was fruit of a woman in labour and what I think was blood of a virgin because her voice was quite indistinct. So at this point we already have something from the greedy and something from the harlot. So we need fruit of a woman in labour and blood of a virgin. And I was like, aha, blood of a virgin. That explains that whole scene with like the bloody legs and the, the weird rape scene. Uh, so now we need fruit of a woman in labour and Linda Blair, the pregnant woman, is standing there like, oh shit, my time has come. For no real reason at this point, uh, the dad gets killed. He's not one of the ingredients he's not really necessary to kill. But the witch kind of kills him anyway in a really, really grim death scene where you see like all his veins standing out and then they like 
rip open and start like pouring poster paint down his like shirt and splashing into the Hoff's face which made me actually grab my neck because I was like oh no so that was at least semi-cool because the dad of the estate agent saw the flare he has marshaled a helicopter and one of the police officers to come and check on the island because no one can sail out there because of the storm um they notice that the helicopter is outside but all the doors and windows slam shut so they can't get outside to signal it not a problem you might say because the people in that helicopter know that someone out here put up a flare and that like seven people came to this island recently so they're definitely still there because they can't leave during the storm so what they're gonna do is land the helicopter get out and go in the house they do not do that. They fly around a little bit outside, shining their light on the windows, decide that no one's there, and then fuck off. So, what a great rescue attempt that was. They don't even notice the fact that the estate agent's son is presumably still tied to an upside-down cross and on fire outside. At this point, we don't really have many characters left. It's just the Hoff, his girlfriend, Linda Blair, and the little boy. So Hoff and the Virgin go to confront the woman in black, um, but when they get to her room, which is like up at the top of the hotel, she turns around and it's Linda Blair, but now with some sick back-combed hair, but still talking with the old lady's voice. And she says some quite nonsensical stuff about how she has everything she needs, and now she has the baby that's inside Linda Blair, and uh, ha 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 the the plan, yay. It kind of looks like there's an earthquake going on, so Hoff and Leslie run outside of the house. They get back to the boat and they remember that, oh yeah, there's like a five-year-old child also on this island. Now, when they left, like, Linda Blair and Tommy to go after the woman in black, they were outside, like, on the grass near the boat. But now they seem to think that Tommy is inside with Linda Blair, so... The half goes back in, is briefly attacked by some sliding doors, which is hilarious, and then gets stabbed to death anyway, so bye-bye, Dennis. Leslie then runs back into the house. The boat is like, fuck this, and floats off because she left it unmoored. She gets inside, is chased into the same hallway as we've seen in like multiple shots of the film and the opening sequence, and uh, at this point I was like... Eh someone's going out that window because earlier Leslie commented that oh look the window isn't broken anymore so someone's going out that window the witch then says that she lured them all there because they're like weak souls and she needed them for the spell and okay so maybe she somehow did something to the architect so he broke his legs so the blonde architect would need to be hired and maybe she brainwashed the tailors into recommending someone who they'd never worked with before so that the blonde woman would get hired but I don't see how she got those people interested in buying the hotel to begin with I don't even know why Linda Blair was going with them like she was there to give her brother a birthday present or just a random present I don't know why she was going with her parents to view the hotel I don't know why the Hoff and his girlfriend decided to go and do witch research at the hotel like there was no scene where she got interested in witch history because something weird happened we don't see any of that so i was kind of nonplussed as to how these people have been lured and also as to whether the woman in black was in fact a spirit and had been possessing linda blair since the incident with the girder or it, it just made very little sense to me at this point 
Linda Blair starts trying to choke the life out of Tommy and he drops his weird Sesame Street toy, at which point it begins to play him just saying, I love you, Jane. I love you, Jane. Like over and over because he recorded himself saying it like 18 times. So she flips out, regains some of her humanity and then throws herself out of the window. So that was quite gratifying. So at that mark, like that, basically ended the film I was like okay so it wasn't a terrible film but it also wasn't very good and it didn't make a huge amount of sense but made sort of enough sense that you can kind of give it a pass like I'll give it maybe four out of ten if pushed maybe five um but then the last scene happens and I was like one out of ten one out of ten you know what you did because Leslie wakes up in hospital and a nurse who is presumably like on her first acting gig because she's terrible comes in and goes hi Tommy's okay you're okay too and you can leave the hospital don't worry nothing happened to your baby at which point Leslie goes my baby and then turns to face the camera with like a gormless freeze frame type expression which remains there while the credits go over it like it's the comedic end to an episode of Murder, She Wrote. And that's the end of the movie. In terms of witchiness, we don't get a huge amount. It's never really confirmed if there is a witch. You get some people mentioning that there is a witch on the island. You get a little bit of talk from Leslie about witchcraft and how there was a witch who was killed on the island. But the lady in black never really reveals herself to be a witch and doesn't do a huge number of witchy things. There are a couple of occasions where she plays with some poppets. She has some candles lit, but that's basically all there is. I kind of wish that there had been a purpose behind this ritual she was trying to fulfill and that that had been explained a bit more clearly. And also that the methods by which everyone had been brought to the island had been explained just a little bit better. It would have been interesting if they had managed to link together the story of the eccentric aging actress with the witch who died there previously. Like maybe the film that they were making there was about the witch who killed herself there previously and because of that the actress got into witchcraft, the black arts, whatever, uh, and caused something bad to happen there or decided to hole up there and practice dark magic to stop herself from aging something like that would have made it a little bit more witchy and definitely a little bit more cohesive because it would have tied some of those elements together uh but unfortunately that didn't happen so we're left with whatever it was that i just watched which is not witchy enough to be a witch film not horrific enough to be a horror film and not interesting enough to be watched again so this is going in the car boot box I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Let me know if you can think of other witchy films that you'd like me to review because I know there are quite a lot out there and I'm trying to delve down deeper into some of the layers of witchy films now that I've done some of the more obvious ones that I was aware of previously. You can recommend those on Twitter or by email, which uh, all the information for that is in the description box. Or you can just let me know and I'll add it onto the Amazon wishlist if you would like to purchase it. And the link for the Amazon wishlist is also in the description box for this episode. In the meantime, I will see you in the next one. Bye!